0: Hey there, sweet peas. Welcome back to Friendless. I'm your pal, James Avramenko, back with another interview with special guest, Eddie Torres. Eddie is a Brazilian art student who I met through the queer community here in Vancouver, and it was an absolute delight to chat with. We discussed making friends when moving to new countries, the comforts of kink, how to get into shibari bonding, and so much more. This interview meant so much to me, and I think you're going to love it. So let's just dive right in. Without further ado, here is Eddie Torres here on Friendless. So, Eddie, you know, for for listeners who may not know you, may not be familiar with you, um, I always love to open uh, open the interview
1: with a very blunt question of, "Who the hell are you?" <laughs> I am a Brazilian artist based in Vancouver. Um, I, I I don't like to say artist because it sounds so pretentious sometimes, but I've been encouraged by instructors to be no say you're an artist if you are an artist right Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i've been trying to say that more often so i'm an artist i'm from brazil but i'm based in vancouver canada um and yeah that's me i uh, i don't know what to tell you besides I mean, I can also say that I'm a bad bitch who loves drama. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um,
0: um, what, what for, Like, what's your favorite kind of medium within the arts? Because I, you know, I was looking at your at your Instagram in preparation for the for the interview, and you know, I was seeing like digital media, film. Um, I also want to talk about like the rope stuff that you do. I know there's a name like Shib- Shibar, Shabari Shibari, Shibari. Thank Shibari. you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I want to come back to that stuff, but, um, but, uh, but yeah, what's your sort of preferred medium within the, the scope of the arts? Uh,
1: I feel like being such a new artist into place, like I'm, uh, finishing school right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say that. I'm in that phase of experimenting, but obviously you have your favorites, right? I love working with soundscapes, which Mm. is basically sound art. I love uh, working with textiles, creating um, weaves and crochet. sounds like I'm an old granny, but it's (laughs) super fun to do it and just create an entire installations out of like knit and fabric and and Mm. things that, you you don't normally would put together and mm-hmm. think, oh my god, this is an art piece. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: I love that kind yeah. of um, yeah, like finding those really unique, like tactile sensations um I, yeah. I had a friend who was a visual artist who would do all of her art with like um like cheap crayola crayons you know but she'd create oh. these really beautiful you know landscapes and figures and portraits and all these things but like purposely very childish as well you know and it just yeah. it created this really beautiful texture you know and and uh, yeah i love those those sort of experimental materials
1: yeah that that sounds very interesting like mm-hmm. i love when people just use uh just different materials or materials that are not really seen as oh this super artistic medium right and then they create such an elevated art form out of it mm-hmm. like crayons we just think of oh this child's play but mm-hmm you can actually make such beautiful things with it and mix mm-hmm. up that in with like inks and paints and do prints in ceramic in, in prints in, in, um, serigraphy with mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, uh, interesting.
0: Um, you were saying before about your hesitation around the calling yourself the artist and I think that that's something that really really resonates with me and I and I'm really familiar with that hesitation for years I would fight telling people I was a poet right I always felt this like shame and embarrassment about it and mm-hmm. and and I, I've come to my personal conclusion about like there's this pressure to when somebody says like what do you do? Right. What they're asking is like, how do you pay your rent? Right. You know? yeah. And so, and so if, you know, if I'm not introducing you with like how I make money, then I'm a failure. Right. Because it's like, I just turned 36. And if I say I'm a poet and they have no idea who I am, then I'm perceived as like a failure. Right. Um,
1: Exactly. And, and it's like that Capitalism, man, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, same thing. I'm a year younger than you. I'm 35 and I'm just realizing right now what I want to do for the rest of my life. And mm-hmm. um, when I first had uh, my first bachelor's degree, I went to university with 17 years old. Like yeah. who that is a 17 and knows exactly what they want to do for the rest of their lives or how they want to make money and make a living, you know, like it's, it's, it's such a weird pressure that we have it nowadays to put it, to put it on young people. Mm -hmm. Right. And I I don't understand it. And because of that also, that's why for so long I wouldn't tell people, Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm an artist, you know, like, because, I, I didn't discover that.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I love the idea that it's like, you know, one thing that I'm really discovering, um, I think I've talked about it a bit on uh, on the podcast, but I talk about it with my therapist a lot. So uh, I think that might be where I get the re- repetition from is this idea of when you begin following like a creative path or, or artistic path. Um, you can have these, like, inspirations, right? You can have people who have walked their own path and carved their own path. And and you you tell yourself you need to follow them. But what you really quickly discover is that, like, um, th- there is no path, right? There's only your impulse. And so you're actually in the jungle, you're making your own path. and And it's terrifying, because it's not like, it, oh, I want to be an accountant, so I just go apply <laughs> to a bank, you know, Excuse it's, me. it's, of course, it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's like, it's, it, it it's your own path, right? And, and I really love hearing, um, I'd actually really love to hear the whole story, if you'd like to tell it about sort of discovering your artistic process, because I think that that's like, it's so it's always so unique, right? Yeah. Um,
1: so, as I mentioned, I, back in Brazil, I, Did my first bachelor's degree in uh, advertising and communications. 17, and I discovered in the middle of the course that it was not something that I wanted. But Mm -hmm. because of family pressure, familial pressure, you have to finish your degree if you started, usually. Mm
2: -hmm. Back home,
1: at least, it was like that when I was young, younger. Um and after finishing my first degree, I went for a second one in fashion design. And I think that's when the seed of me understanding myself as an artist was uh planted and it started to germinate inside of me of like because I went to this uh I went to this fashion university where everything was very tactile. We were always going for fabric stores, uh, mm-hmm. beads stores, and learning how to sew in a really old sewing machine. So uh, things would break all the time and we had to put it together. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: So it's uh, it was, I think that was the time that it was the process of me learning, but I don't think I understood myself as an artist until... I moved to Vancouver, middle of the pandemic, as it happens to most people that decide to change their course in life. Uh, Just traumatic stress. (laughs) Uh, I decided to just, you know what, I'm going to go for this. I always wanted to. I always at least thought myself of some kind of, artistic creative mind so i decided to just dive dive on in on mm-hmm. it yeah mm-hmm. and and it's been a very very fulfilling experience and hopefully a su- successful one
0: Definitely.
1: <laughs> in the near future the um
0: was it the program that brought you to the city or was it the city and then you found the program
1: so i moved here because of political Uh, political questions back home Uh, Mm. we had an election in 2018 uh, with basically our version of Donald Trump Mm. and at the time I was just uh, teaching English in uh, an English school and I was just like I had no perspective of Whatever to do with my life back home, so it was just like you know what, this is, this country is gonna, is gonna be in really hardships right now. I don't know if I want to stay here, so I just got all my savings and decided to just come here to Canada, Vancouver, just because it was not too cold. <laughs> mm-hmm. I realized that mm, it's still not really, it's yeah. still very cold.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's no uh, Saskatoon, I'll tell you that much, but you know,
1: that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course, it's not the prairies, but mm-hmm. also for somebody that is from Brazil and from a hometown in the middle of the Amazon forest, yeah, where you have 40 degrees year round, it, it's 12 is already like, ooh. I'm, yeah. I'm very cold at twelve degrees, and then <laughs> you get like minus ten, and you're like, Ugh. "Yeah." Anyway, <laughs> where were we? <laughs>
0: so you were talking about, so you'd come, you'd come to Vancouver, and, uh, and
1: so I came to Vancouver because of that. And when lockdown happened, I. Learning about what was going on back home, I was just like, you know what, I'm not gonna stay. I'll make an effort. I'm not gonna go back. I'll mm. make an effort and, and, and stay. And I didn't wanna do another business course, mm-hmm. which is the death of me for me. Yeah. It's so boring, so full of uh little things that you have to learn and how to be this and that and mm-hmm. for me it was just so so dull that I just decided to go for uh what I always wanted to do so I just enrolled myself in a finance fine arts course and yeah
0: it's fabulous. I love that. Um, I want to. I want to kick into. The, uh, there's more I want to unpack, but I think I want to uh, jump to one of the core questions uh, just to get us kind of rolling. Um, sure. You know, at the, at the heart of this show, you know, just to sort of like give you some context, and uh, you know, longtime listeners have heard this spiel. Countless times by now, but you know, at the real heart of this show, the the impulse um, boiled down to this question I had for myself: of Have I be- have I been a good friend? You know, mm-hmm. and and if I am going to answer that question, um, I have to sort of figure out what that even means. What does it mean to be a friend? And and so I, I sort of I love putting this question to guests um, and sort of getting their take on it. And I I ask you the same question now: of of to you,
1: what does it mean to be a friend? That's a really difficult question for me because I know that I've been a good friend, but I also know that I've been a bad friend. Totally, you know, like mm-hmm. especially when I was younger, I was more immature. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, a good friend is somebody that is just there for you. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody that uh, just you know that even if you don't talk to them all the time when you do it's as if nothing had like it's as if time stopped and we're there again yes. Yep. you know mm-hmm. like i have friends that i don't talk for years sometimes like i have a friend that lives in dublin mm. and we've known each other for maybe 10 or 11 years now and I think last time that I talked to him was uh, maybe May, okay. and before that was two years ago. Fuck. And when we talk, we still come back to the, the conversation as if nothing has nothing have stopped, you know. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, it's always like if you need anything, let me know. Even if we're not in the same countries, yeah. <laughs> in the same time zones, I will be here for you. I think yeah. that's that's what a good friend is for me. It's somebody that will be there for you no matter what.
2: Yeah. Thick
1: and thin. Even if you don't need it sometimes, yeah. that person will be there. <laughs>
0: yeah. You know, I, I think I think one of the deeper questions for me these days is is this question of like how do you find like nourishment or like, sort of like replenishment from distance, you know, Um, because my my closest friends, none of them live here, you know, and so I find myself at times feeling really isolated and really lonely. And, and I, I'm, I'm somebody who really struggles to reach out to people, especially when I am in a low and in a depression. And, and You know, people don't always reach out in turn. You know, recognizing that it's a two way street, but it's like it then becomes right. It then becomes sort of a perpetual cycle of nobody reaches out, and then everyone's alone. And 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 I'm I'm wondering what kind of things do you do to sort of like take some solace or some comfort in those like distance friends. (laughs) Um,
1: this is so so stupid, but I love it. Uh, my form of reaching out sometimes is just sending a stupid video from mm. I don't know TikTok or reels or a meme. Sometimes just that makes me remind that person. So I just text, not text, but I just send it. You know, because yep. sometimes you don't need to talk, or mm. you don't have, you don't have the energy to talk, right? Because you're so down. You're if you have some kind of uh, mental illness, and you're in the middle of a really bad uh episode, it, it sometimes just doing that and that person answers it's a, a way of starting a conversation, even if it's through means. Yeah. Sometimes that yeah. happens too. <laughs>
0: yeah no i think that's wonderful um i think that that leads me to another question that i i i am struggling with a lot and i think i'd be really interested in your take because as somebody who's you know come from another country like how like in your 30s i find it's it, it's always been really hard for me to make friends but i think it's like even harder now in my 30s and i'm like how how do you make friends? Like, how, how do you do that?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't even am sure about it because I think I didn't make friends for my first two years here. It yeah. was very difficult. First year it was mostly because you're just trying to stay afloat and just breathing, right? Mm-hmm. But with the whole trauma of the pandemic, it's like, Mm -hmm. how do you approach people if you can't, if you can't just be in the same place with them. Right. So that is also like a really, a really big problem that put a, a a thing on it. Um, What ended up happening to me, uh, how I made friends was, it was just a, Tinder, mm-hmm. apps help. Yeah. Uh, ended up helping not so much, but I think so a little bit. Um, also, I think that's uh, I think that's especially here in Vancouver, where I am based. People kind of don't want to have time, yeah, or they are just so worried about something else. In, there is happening in their lives, like rent prices, for example. Mm-hmm. And am I going to be homeless or not in the next month?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, that they kind of like put it in the back burner of mm-hmm. a, a, a new friendship because they don't have the energy to put on an effort on that. Uh, some people say that the city can be also very clicky. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I f- feel like that's a little bit true. But uh, being a Brazilian, and that is, we tend to be a little bit more extroverted than others. Sure, sure. Uh, most of my friendships, I think I got them because I just wear people down. <laughs> 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 it was just like, okay, you're gonna be my friend. Yeah. But for example, with, um, with Taylor, I guess, uh, at a point that we decided to just uh, be apart, I was just like, okay, but I still want to be friends. Yeah. I still like you. We're not, we're not, not seeing each other anymore romantically because we had a fight or Mm -hmm. because we had a disagreement, a serious disagreement. It, It was because we're just two different people that wanted different things. Yeah. and, so it's like okay uh, we're gonna be friends and i think he will he said something on like yeah sure okay but i don't think he was expecting me to message him and be like hey let's go out let's hang out let's go have a drink and because that is sort of the line
0: of like, oh, we're still friends, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah there's always that line, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're still friends, right? Yeah, sure. And then you don't talk to each other. Of course, either. of course, yeah, yeah. But for me, it was just like I think I wear people down, and they're like, oh, okay, I guess I'm stuck with you.
0: <laughs> this question of like of uh, sort of shared shared beliefs kind of leads into this other question I have, which is you know. I've been trying to expand the sort of like, I don't know what you would call it, maybe the thesis of the show. I don't know. Um, Because, you know, you hear the term community thrown around so much lately, whether it's, you know, the queer community, whether it's, you know, the arts community, whatever it might be. And and I'm really stuck on what the term community means to me you know i think i have some mm-hmm. sort of like markers that i'm beginning to define but i remain really stuck on it and and i'm really curious like to you what does community as a as a concept or as a word or or whatever the impulse is like what does that mean to you
1: it's um that's wow uh it's a loaded question right big time it's like, wow <laughs> um uh, I, I'd say the community to me right now here is my friends, mm. my chosen family, uh, community for me in Brazil, it's mom, dad, grandma, mm. you know, my cousins, that's community for me. Like a, people that I grew up with, um, here in Canada becomes my chosen family, mm-hmm. uh, the, I think the idea of community here, especially being being from a different queer space in a different country and coming to this queer space in another different country here, it's it's, it's very difficult, very different. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, how do I explain this? Uh, I think here people. For, from what I see from kind of like the outside, is that people help each other more. They mm-hmm. have more of an idea of like, you're my neighbor, you're, you're part of my community, mm-hmm. you know, like you're, you're, or you're trans, you're part of my community mm-hmm. because I am a, a gay man or a lesbian or like even a non binary person, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, Everybody kind of like becomes this, this community thing, mm. and I think it's a little bit different. The concept of community is a little bit different back home. Mm. Um, it's not as much like my neighbor is not part of my community. Sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, while while here, I think that it's it's different because I think people crave uh friendships and and interactions uh socially mm-hmm. here so like there is a bunch of sp- uh, communal spaces like community gardens here
2: mm-hmm.
1: that you can flourish not only fruits and vegetables and flowers but also friendships mm-hmm. right and i think that's the uh, that's such a beautiful thing here in canada for me yeah it's completely different um I don't know if that answers your question. It really does.
0: No, I, I, there's no wrong or right answer to it. I'm just curious. I'm always really curious. One thing that I like to listen to is like how people take questions in, right? Because these are such open-ended questions. There's no like right answer. It's not a test. It's just like, I love to hear where the impulse takes someone, you know? And I think that that's another Mm -hmm. element of like the artistic impulse, right? Is this idea of just like, well, what does it say to you? You know? um, Um, something I've been really trying to remind myself of is something I used to teach in when I taught theater school was this idea of um, trying to get my students to stop saying it was good art or bad art and instead frame it as this was art that resonated with me or it did not you know Um, with this, just with the intention of like trusting your impulse without putting like um, qualifiers on it, without saying it was good or bad, just saying, well, it, it led me here or I lost the narrative, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, yeah, I love just hearing where it takes you.
1: Yeah. It takes me to that. It takes me to, uh, you mentioning, uh, good art, bad art in schools, the same thing. We, we support each other, you mm-hmm. know, it's, mm-hmm. which is a very different experience that I had back home a long time ago. not a long time ago okay like 10 12 years ago let's say (laughs) uh it was completely different like uh we had way more like a competition between the small cliques in the classroom Mm. while here uh with the with different artists in the same studios learning the same trade we're like so much about empowering and lifting each other. So like, I, I think that's also community, you know, like you get together to lift, empower mm-hmm. someone or someone's.
0: Do you find, do you find within community, like, you know, you, so you've been kind of like kicking the tires about talking about experiences back home. And like, obviously you don't have to share gory details if you're not comfortable, but I'm I'm curious about like, is it that like, there's more, like competition? Is it that it's more like, you know, divided? Like, what's the, it, it sounds, what I'm hearing is that there's like much more of a, uh, like almost like a sharpness or like there's much more of a, of a insular pack, you know? And, and. Yeah, is-
1: it was more my experience back. It was more my experience. I cannot say from for anybody else or of course. Uh, how it is nowadays, but like mm-hmm. when growing up, in in back home was like at the same time that everybody was was friendly mm-hmm. and would go out have drinks go go out to dance to listen to music reunite ourselves to do those kinds of things
2: mm.
1: when it came on to a group or Anything related to grades mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and mm-hmm. projects, mm-hmm.
1: it kicked this competition between all of us, which is yeah. very... Nowadays, remembering that, it's very amusing to me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Do you... Are you somebody who does... Do you like competition or do you avoid it?
1: Oh, uh true answer or Miss America contest pageant answer?
0: <laughs> I mean, I'd actually love both if I could uh, with voices and and preferably like the posture, but you know.
1: <laughs> Miss America competition answer pageant competition. Mm-hmm. No, I don't mm. like competition, but in reality I do love competition. That's the true yeah. answer. I am extremely competitive. So I try not to compete with people, even in like games. Yeah. Like uh, Monopoly, for example, I, ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Such big fights over Monopoly or um, war. Mm -hmm. Don't know if you guys have this game here. Like the card where you flip the cards? No, 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 no. You have like, you have a map of the world with different countries and regions. Oh, like risk. You, maybe it's risk here. Yeah. I don't know. Back in Back in Brazil, it's called war. I don't know why would you call war in English. I mean, know, it's very, it's, it's very, Portuguese, uh, but...
0: <laughs> it's very evocative of what the game is
1: though, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, of course. And you have those little, you have those little things and you have to Roll dice, and mm-hmm. whoever rolls the biggest, you conquer a country or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not the best game, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would be so competitive. Oh mm-hmm. my god, yeah. So nowadays I'm more more tamed. Well, Try not this to. Is, th- th- this is the thing, I, I guess, because like, I, I find...
0: I find myself drawn to the concept of competition more than the actual execution. I I love the idea of pushing myself. Like I'd almost rather be in competition with myself rather than with other people, you know? And I'd rather be like holding, you know, keep pushing myself to a higher standard. Um, Because I find that if I, if I put myself in competition with someone else and then they do better than me or, or what I perceive to be better than me, then I like, I crumble, you know, it's even worse.
1: Feelings.
0: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> right you know it's like it just i just collapse and so it's like it's better for me to just not but then that leaves me feeling kind of stagnant you know and so it's like yeah. i wish there was like a middle ground of like a healthy competition you know i i like did, did you ever go to like any poetry slams or anything like that do you know like do you know poetry slams
1: they i've they never like been score? to a poetry i've never been to a poetry slam here in canada but i've been in poetry slams back back yeah. in brazil and yeah I I I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah.
0: yeah, I always like I always wanted to enjoy it, but I found myself hating it because I was like, "This is awful!" Like this <laughs> is like it's so personal and intimate, but you're then you're like scoring me, and it's just like, "Ooh!" And now like that poem that I thought was so shitty did better than me, so I'm like, "Fuck!"
1: You know, like
0: it just it just yeah.
1: Then worse. you just start cursing the person in so many levels. I have an actor friend,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and never occurred to me asking that from her but I am curious now to hear your answer and her answer like how do you keep friendships in your your choice of work like Mm. for example acting Mm -hmm. when you're going for the same parts with your friends Mm. that must be so difficult right and it's something that I will eventually have to figure it out too, because if I want to be a professional artist, I will have to go for grants and, um, uh, government, uh, applications and, and bursaries and all of those, uh, bureaucracy, mm-hmm. boring things, right. And I'm going to be in competition with my friends. So like mm-hmm. how to deal with that.
0: That's a great question. I think the simple answer is that I don't think uh, actors, especially, but I think sometimes I think maybe artists in general, I don't think they really are friends with each other if they're in the same medium um, because of that competition. Um, Like with actors, especially though, in my experience, I haven't acted in years, but like I've been in the acting world for a long time and, and, The tension in an audition room is so bizarre because everyone, it's like, you know, like Canadian passive aggressive friendliness, you know, like how everyone like, right, right. You know, like, you know how like Canadians, everybody says Canadians are really polite, but they're not, they're just passive aggressive. Um, They're actually some of the rudest people in the world, I think, but like, um, but, but it's that cranked up to 11, you know, because it's, it's everybody like trying to pretend to be kind of schmoozy and like palsy and chatting each other up. But like secretly they're like trying to kind of like psych each other out and they're trying to kind of like get each other off their game so that they have a better chance at the role. Like there's a lot of really weird, almost like politics that go into the audition room or like the waiting room, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that when power dynamics, especially come into play, like I, you know, at a couple of theaters I worked at, I would be like in the audition room, like behind the table, like auditioning and mm. uh, like watching auditions. And and I'd have friends come in and if they didn't get the part, it would like put a bit of a strain on the friendship, you know, And and um, and it's really made me think that artists, I think, need to be around other artists, but I think they need to be around artists who work in different mediums. Like, I don't think all actors should hang out together. I don't think painters should all hang out together. I think it should be like a painter is friends with a musician and a musician's friends with a philosopher and a philosopher's friends with a, you know, whatever, a knitter or whatever, uh-huh. you know? Um,
2: yeah.
0: And 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 because that creates cross-pollination too. That creates inspiration and new new experiments and stuff. But I think if you're working in the same medium, you then almost instinctively fall into competition, which I don't know if that's always going to be the best channel
1: you know it's very ironic for me because I think like as creatives we're not uh, my experience with other creatives is that we're not super competitive with each other we mm-hmm. lift up each other so mm-hmm. I just want to see how that's gonna go in, in like when it gets for the for real mm-hmm. and which is very interesting because, as I mentioned before, in, back in Brazil, the experience in, in a classroom university was more of a competition one. Mm-hmm. But every time that one of us would get a chance in the outside world mm-hmm. and we had like two people from the same place compete competing together for that and just one of them were gonna get something, we would be so happy for the other person. Yes, yes. Right? Yeah. That that's I think it's uh ironically hilarious. Well I
0: think and I think that comes from a place of security, right? Like I think I think that if you're secure enough, not only within your art, but within your sort of standing in the community, you know, or, or your place in the friendship or whatever it might be. I think that's how you can then, you know, celebrate others, right? Like, it's really hard, you know, um, to sort of use a bit of like a, a a similar experience, but like, it's maybe a little bit of out of left field is like the idea of like, in like a polyamorous relationship, right? Is this idea of like, it's really easy to celebrate a partner's joy, if you feel secure in the connection, but if you're insecure in the connection, then it's going to be that much harder for you to celebrate them going off and feeling good with someone else, you know. And yeah. and, I, and I think that that's coming back to the artist thing. That's what money does, right? Like as soon as you introduce money, suddenly everybody's insecure because suddenly it's uh, there's a finite amount of resources, and so uh oh, now I don't get to just follow my impulse and create. Now it's I have to get that dollar, you know, and yeah. that that kills art to me, you know. I think I think I've said this many times on the show and I've I've probably said it around you just drinking and I've probably said it around everyone else is that like you know, and it's not even that like revolutionary of a thought, but um I think capitalism has fundamentally destroyed the spirit of art in the modern world, you know, because it it they are they're spiritually opposites to each other you know capitalism yeah, is all rigid and art is
1: all impulse you know and it, it arts just becomes commodity basically mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. capitalism
0: content right you know we're content creators yeah. we're not even artists anymore we're content creators now right and it's just Ugh, like it's, i hate it, this it, word <laughs> yeah it's insufferable you know and and then you're on a you're on a timeline because you always have to be creating at a schedule to feed the algorithm and keep your name at the top. And you can't take a day off because then somebody else will come in and take your place and you just get trapped on the hamster wheel, you know, and and that just murders creativity, in my opinion. You know, um, um, speaking of creativity, I, 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 I feel like like maybe i'm bouncing around too much but i you know we brought up something that i'm just i'm so fascinated by this um i've been like doing um kind of baby baby toes you know dipping my toes into the land of kink and 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 uh you know dom sub stuff and and um and i was seeing on your on your instagram the shibari shibari
1: yeah shibari Yeah. shibari world.
0: um and I I follow a couple accounts who do it, and it's gorgeous. It's so beautiful, um, it's incredible, right? And and yet, yeah, and obviously, like very erotic, and like very, like you know, it really highlights, you know, the physical body. Um, I'm I'm really curious, like what what led you into, you know,
1: h- how deep into that are you, and and what led you there? I'm not really deep into it. Mm. What led me there was just curiosity. I followed the photographer's account that I did the photos with. Uh, his name is Fabio Damata. He does this for a very long time. He, I believe, is in Europe right now, mm. doing a, a, a few, uh, a few partnerships with uh, a ballet company in Germany. If I'm not mistaken, like they were doing like a performance art uh uh kind of uh residency
2: mm-hmm.
1: if i'm not mistaken and i just i don't even remember how i got into his account it just it just appeared for me in, in my feed i think one day and i started following him and i just got fascinated because yeah. it's uh his work is very very romantic right Mm. when you think of when you think of uh, uh, a a kink world the idea that we have when we're outside of that world is that it's not very romantic but it's it it actually can be quite romantic i think yes and um and the romanticism you know, and I, very playful. Obviously. I I heard, I heard it
0: I heard it described recently as um, it's cops and rob it's cops and robbers, but the cops and robbers are fucking. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, you yeah, know, you're just playing pretend. It's just it's just it's
1: just exa- make believe for adults. Perfect definition. Yeah. <laughs> so um, last year I got the opportunity to visit family back home, and he was gonna be in the same city as I was gonna be in Sao Paulo. Uh, at the same time so I emailed him and asked for the prices for the session what could we be doing and it was he was very lovely answered mm-hmm. me right away explained what what happened how much longer it was gonna take and I just just let loose and went there yeah uh, was. It was kind of like a, a birthday present for myself. Mm. That was the that was the whole thing. I wanted to like, I I always had so much so many problems with my, my self image growing up a teenager in the early two thousands. You know how it is, uh, mm. and we had so much problems with like self body image, right? Mm. So I just mm. wanted to do something that would kind of break that mm. and. I, I just, in an impulse, I just message and, and from that on, we were like, okay, this is the date. Uh, I want you to bring these colors of ropes. I want you to bring these colors of crystals and let's do this. Yeah. And so we did it in, in my apartment back home. And uh, it was, it was maybe two, three hours of shooting. Yeah. And it was the most amazing two 3 hours of my life because when you put on the crystals it's blind it's like you're blindfolded. Yeah. So you can't see anything. I had to put on my complete trust in that man.
2: Yes. That
1: he would guide me through whatever we were going to do in terms of in terms of space because uh we decided to do Few shots in this kind of wall, a few shots in the bed, so like just in the couch. So it was like you just have to give yourself to somebody else, basically, because yeah. you, you can't move.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, it looks so cathartic, you know? Like it looks so. Oh, it was. <laughs> it, it, it's something. It's something that I've become so like excited and fascinated by in in my explanation with these different kinks is this idea of like you know from the outside it looks it it can look aggressive it can look violent it can look you know but it's like there's something really safe and there you know when you're with someone that you trust so implicitly with such a vulnerable act you know and and the the connection that that creates, and and oh, yeah. um, just the like the peace, the clarity that comes out of those moments, you know. I'm I'm really I'm really. It's kind of the next phase that i that I want to kind of start dipping my toes into is more of the sort of like binding and <clears throat> those kinds of things. Oh, if only should. just to be like put I me th- in a womb, you know, like <laughs>
1: take me back. You know? I, f- I feel like you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna appreciate it a lot. But for me, the experience was much more like getting to getting to my own sexiness and my own body and, and feeling feeling beautiful and sexy even though i i don't have what people would say a sexy body uh, uh, uh,
0: whatever the fuck eh. that means yeah. <laughs> whatever
1: <laughs> fuck that means but let's say like uh what we call back home if you translate it is a pattern body. <laughs> <laughs> like a cutout, like a cutout pattern kind of thing? Or? Uh, yeah, kind of like, you know what? Um, it's kind of like pattern in the sense of uh, the standard.
2: Mm, I you. I getcha. yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: that's how we say it. It can be like a pattern, like everything, like really cut and and symmetric and blah 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 but it can also be like oh the standard Mm -hmm. of beauty is Mm. is all this person is a pattern Mm. this person is like a standard of what people would consider beautiful or Mm -hmm. hot or Mm -hmm. whatever but it's you like know? beauty
0: and sexiness is like how you carry yourself to me. It's like how exactly. you exactly how you take in your own body and how you celebrate yourself. Like to me, it's like exactly. that's like you know that's to me. I'm like well, you know.
1: And can you believe it took me 34 years to understand that? Oh yeah, and I'm still it, understanding it, it. You know, <laughs> it took me. It took me making a photo shoot naked with crystals on my face ropes around my body making me immobilized to understand mm-hmm. that it doesn't matter how your body feels it matters how you feel if you feel comfortable mm-hmm. in your own skin if you feel if you feel comfortable with uh just being adventurous mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and and of course there are days that i'm still like uh insecure and oh my god i don't like this mm-hmm. but it, it, it just opens your eyes mm-hmm. for yeah. so much and yeah. such different things like and i i wish i could have the time to explore more of those things yeah you know like i think that people need to explore more and in, in not only sexually but like just internally mm-hmm. they need to explore more explore more your own mind explore more your opinions explore mm-hmm. everything it's almost
0: like um it's almost like you could almost frame it as like having a platonic love with yourself you know like yeah. the idea of having like a platonic friend it's like be a platonic friend to yourself and you know obviously I, like I'm somebody who's like you should explore your sexuality like absolutely you should if you have if you have curiosities like find someone safe and try it out but if that's not your bag, that's okay, too. Um, But like you say, like, like, just exploring why you think the way you think why you why you feel the way you feel. And like, if there's something you want to feel, how do you how do you get that feeling? You know, how do you how do you get there? And, And how do you allow yourself to celebrate that and hold that? Right? Um, yeah, no, I'm. I'm really inspired. By, I was. I was really struck by those photos, and I was really inspired by them. And and hearing you talk about it, I'm like, oh yeah, no, I want to try this
1: really bad. And those photos are the the most safer work. Ever. Yeah, yeah, I'll <laughs> like, bet. I'll bet. Yeah. those are the soft photos just for Instagram. Yeah, yeah, big time, <laughs> uh, big time. Yeah, like I I would say to you, like explore it, try it find someone that does shibari and mm-hmm. ask them to do it on you. Uh, or if you really want to try it, like find someone else for you to learn and okay. do it at, the, at that. place, yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, and that's the other, you know, that's Yeah. Oh God. We could go. Uh, I'm mindful of the time. <laughs> I'm like, we could go on a whole other thing about like the, the like fun of being, the like top and the fun of being the bottom, you know, like and there's, it's such a oh, different we experience. We can grow, we still you know? have time. <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. Look at
1: me, I'm, not, I, I'm the guest and I'm just saying, no, yeah, we still have time.
0: <laughs> ex- ex- absolutely. But it's like, it, it is, um, it's such a different experience, but it's just as cathartic. And it's like, it's really fun to be the safe person, you know, uh, to be the person who like is in control, but who is still a comfort. You know, there's something really, really beautiful and intimate about that, about about feeling someone trust you so deeply to 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 do whatever, you know, and 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 um, kind of like giving themselves up. Right. And but then you taking on that responsibility is like a really, really beautiful act, you know. And I think it all comes back so much of it comes back to like, especially like 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 straight culture is so like. Uh, product, you know, I always consider it as like product based, mm-hmm. right? It's like get to the yeah. orgasm. I better come, you know. And it's like if you remove the product and you just look at the process and you just enjoy, and like maybe you come, maybe you don't. Who knows? Like maybe you just yeah. enjoy an hour of play together, and then you're like, oh, I'm tired, you know. Like, like those are yeah, some. Of the I think they
1: I think that people have to uh, just. Just completely let themselves go of the idea that every time that you have to have sex, you have to come. Yeah, I think that sometimes you don't even have to be. If you're, um, if you have a penis, you don't even need to be erect. Mm-hmm. Like I think you can still be, ple- you can mm-hmm. still have pleasure some in some other ways, like mm-hmm. just by pleasuring someone. You can get pleasure from that. You not know, necessarily the both of you or the three of you or however many partners you wanna have,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: you you're not obligated to have an orgasm mm-hmm. in the in the sense of like uh, I'm coming. Yeah. <laughs> you know and also- like, very porn very porn like. Yes. You don't have to. You yeah. just have to like be open into explore exploring and getting intimate because mm-hmm. at, at least for me like I value intimacy way much more than, than sex per se. Yes.
0: Big time same. Yeah. 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 I think I think building on what you said about not expecting or or uh, yeah, I think I think you know, there's certain demographics who probably need to hear this more than others, but like also abolishing the thought that you are entitled to an orgasm, (laughs) you know? Oh, yeah. I think that's a big thing to like immediately uh, erase from your mind is that like, (laughs) you know, sex stops when it stops being good for everyone, not when you come, (laughs) you know? Um, Yeah. um, And I think that that's just such a fundamental truth that needs to be vocalized a little bit more often (laughs) you know
2: Um,
0: yeah i think
1: it's i think it started with our generation but i think the generations that came after us they they definitely have that in mind way more i think big time. much more liberated I, i i'd say sexually speaking
0: I hope so. I, I mean, I haven't had sex with a lot of them, so I don't know, but you
1: know. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't think you should. I was going to because... say, I, yeah, they're very young, so it's it's probably a really yeah. good thing to have yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: was going to say, by very many, I mean any, but uh, you know. Um, 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 before we wrap up, I've only got one other question, but I want you, if, do you have any other, any do you have a last question you want to throw in?
1: Uh, no, you can throw it in. Your last question.
0: Okay, cool. Okay, then we'll... Yeah, we'll just... You know, I've only got this one last... I, I always love ending the episode on sort of like a tip of the week kind of thing for listeners to try. But just before we really dive into that, I really do want to say, like, Eddie, I just like... I adore you. And I... I this has been Aww. so... This has been so nice to talk to you. I Like, this is really the first time you and I have had a chance to just you and I talk. And it it's really... like it really meant a lot to me that you reached out that you booked in an interview, you know, like, like I felt really special when you did that. And I, and I want to oh say thank God, you. Oh my God, of
1: course. That, like, uh, um, it, it's a thing like for me, when, uh, when I was, when I was, uh, in the process of like talking to Taylor about us just going on separate breaks, I was just like, but, I still want to be friends with all y'all. I want to be yeah. friends with my friends. Yes. And I want to be friends with their significant others too, because mm-hmm. everybody's so nice. Yeah. You know, like everyone was so welcoming, but I'm like, I feel like those people are, are great friends mm-hmm. to have in mm-hmm. in my life. So of course I would help. Hello. That's <laughs> that's what I believe you have to do as a friend you have to help your friends
0: yes yes <laughs> thank you i just yeah i really did want to take a second and say thank you because it, you know yeah it's it's something i'm trying to navigate right now is how to stay friends with you know you know with with sarah and i de-escalating our relationship is like how do i navigate uh staying friends with 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 the others that I de- really genuinely want to, but it's a struggle right now, you know? And so yeah. it's, it's a hard, yeah. it's a hard balance to strike. And, you know, um, and it, it, you know, sometimes with certain breakups, like it can feel like you're not just losing a partner, but you're also losing a whole network. And that can be really scary and really hard, you know?
1: And, yeah, that's, um, that's very true. Especially, if, especially if you're being in a relationship for, like, a long time it becomes way more difficult right so I completely understand it's uh, it's a problem imagine me like my first relationship in Canada lasted almost the same time that I was in Canada so mm. like when I broke up when we broke up it was like okay a sense of self you Go lose on. it right yep. Yep. yeah so it's always really good when when people reach out and you're like hey You need a friend. I'm here for you. you
0: Yeah, yeah. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, we gotta go. We gotta go dancing sometime. I, I want to. I'm, I'm putting that up. Yes,
1: please. Yes. Okay.
0: Okay. (laughs) We're gonna make it happen. Um, Before we wrap up, though, I now that I've given you the runaround, let's get to this last question. Of you know, as I said, I love giving listeners like a tip of the week kind of thing. So I'm curious: is there One thing you think listeners could try doing this week to be a better friend, whether it's to themselves or to the community
1: around them? Oh, yeah. Like hug more people. I feel like uh, uh, I feel like people don't hug as much here. And it's something that I love doing. I love hugging my friends. But since I don't have as many Brazilian friends here, I am always like second guessing if I can hug someone, you know, just hug someone, just hug more of your friends, hug more of your family. I think Mm -hmm. hugging is, especially in these fall times that we're coming Mm -hmm. into Mm -hmm. and winter times that we're coming into, uh, people already get deprived of sunlight. So let's not get them deprived of, A warmth of a hug Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so if you can always like go for that bear hug you know the best one (laughs)
0: Uh, i love it i love it thank you so much um eddie yeah i just like i'm glowing um i've been having a uh, you know without going into like gory details i've had a rough day and i've had a rough week and this has just like completely turned my energy around and it really means the world to me so yes. thank you, thank you <laughs> um, is there is there anywhere you'd like listeners to find you anywhere you like do you want to do want to plug anything or anything like that
1: um, not right now but uh, uh, spring 2024 uh we do a uh exhibition of the langara students uh, i'm that's where i'm going in school so Spring, around second week of May is when we do that. So, like if you remember, <laughs> people just come say hi. We're gonna have we're gonna have a, an exhibition with everybody that is graduating in the course, and uh, just come see my work. It's probably gonna be there. If not, just go to my Instagram. I'm not as active but i do try to post sometimes of my sometimes i do try to post my art if i enjoy it enough to show people because sometimes it can be very cringy (laughs) for you to just like should i post it should i show the world what i'm doing right now (laughs) i the
0: the the, the dilemma is real i know it so well Yeah.
1: yeah So my Instagram is zed. Uh, dot, e d i, right? No, <laughs> zed. Dot e d d. Dot i e.
0: <laughs> I'll uh, I'll make sure that's in the. I'll link it in the show notes for everybody to click. And uh, yeah, I can't. I I recommend the follow. I, to everybody listening, give give Eddie a follow. He's an absolute joy. Thank you one more time. I just yeah. I'm I'm. I'm literally going to stop recording and just burst into tears because like, just like the feeling of like the energy shift in my body from this conversation is actually like, Ooh, I'm like, it's really meant a lot to me. So thank you. Thank you very much for that.
1: Oh, of course, babe. Come here. Come for a hug, (laughs) a virtual hug.
0: And that's it thank you so much to eddie for coming on the show it's episodes like this that make me absolutely love doing this podcast getting the opportunity to learn more about the people in my life to hear their stories and share my gratitude and my adoration for what they've meant to me please give eddie a follow on instagram the links are in the show notes and while you're there why not give friendless a follow too you can also sign up for the now weekly Substack. Um, where you're going to get, uh, updates about what's going on in my world, as well as the podcast, you're going to get a new fixation of the week, as well as a brand new, um, Spotify playlist to listen to while you're waiting for the next friendless episode. As always, don't forget to give the show a five-star review anywhere you listen. It helps me out so much and it would be super, super appreciated and hey, is free, but that's it for the show this week. So let's just leave it here. With a thank you, and I hope to see you next week with another brand new episode. But I'm not going to worry about that right now, and neither should you, because that is then, and this is now. So for now, I will just say I love you, and I wish you well. Fun and safety, sweeties.